Hey, it's Tuesday, April 18th, 2023, and we've got all the latest cannabis news coming up, so get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. You need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. During a speech at an NRA, or National Rifle Association's, leadership forum on Friday, April 14, 2023, former President Donald Trump said that mass shootings are, quote, not a gun problem. Instead, he suggested that the use of marijuana could be to blame for mass shootings. Trump said, quote, We have to look at whether common psychiatric drugs, as well as genetically engineered cannabis and other narcotics, are causing psychotic breaks. The former president did not clarify what he meant by genetically engineered cannabis, but it's possible he was speaking about high-potency THC cannabis products. During Trump's last run as president, he showed his anti-cannabis stance by revoking the Cole Memorandum. That had been a direction from the prior administration, which basically directed the federal government to back off prosecuting cannabis cases in states where they had some form of legalization. And since leaving the Oval Office and announcing his intention to run again for president in 2024, he's gotten even more aggressive on his anti-cannabis position. He's mentioned several times, including this past year, that he believes all drug dealers and traffickers should and must receive the death penalty. Even as recent as September 2022, Trump said in Pennsylvania, I'm calling to immediately institute the death penalty for drug dealers. And earlier in 2022, Trump had said, quote, you absolutely execute a drug dealer. And in that same speech, he had held up Singapore as an example to follow, saying, if you look at Singapore, you look at other countries where they have the death penalty, they have no drug problem whatsoever. And just one day before Trump had said these words, Singapore executed a man convicted of trafficking cannabis. They executed him for cannabis by hanging him, and that's not an isolated incident for Singapore. This was actually the sixth man in less than four months who was executed for drug crimes. And what Singapore considers to be a drug trafficker regards to cannabis is anyone who is in possession of 1.1 pounds of marijuana. So Trump's clearly saying he was in favor of executing someone in possession of one pound of marijuana. In that same speech, Trump continued to praise Singapore's execution by adding, It doesn't take 15 years in court, it goes quickly, and you absolutely, you execute a drug dealer. He added, you know what a quick trial is, right? Two hours, that's what. These statements are not isolated incidents. A quick Google search will show you that Trump's made his position clear on this many times. On Thursday of last week, April 13th, a bipartisan bill for legal federal cannabis regulation was refiled in Congress. Republican Representative from Ohio Dave Joyce and Democratic House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries of New York submitted the PREPARE Act, which stands for Preparing Regulators Effectively for a Post-Prohibition Adult-Use Regulated Environment. In a press release, Representative Joyce said, With nearly every state adopting its own set of cannabis reforms, an end to federal cannabis prohibition is inevitable. Now is the time for the federal government to respect the will of our constituents and begin the conversation on fair and effective cannabis regulation. This new PREPARE Act that was filed is almost identical to an earlier version that was filed during the last session of Congress, with a few tweaks. 
In general, the PREPARE Act would have a commission established who would study regulatory models for alcohol and then offer recommendations on how this could help set up a framework for similar cannabis regulations. The commission would also look at the impact prohibition has had regarding crime, with an emphasis on any disproportionate minority community effect, along with the effect of inconsistent safety regulations from state to state due to not having federal guidance. Additionally, the commission would also need to provide banking recommendations for the industry, and many more comprehensive subjects that are needed to prepare for a smooth transition to federal legalization. With the Republican-controlled House, it is uncertain how well this bill will fare, but there are some legislators who are optimistic. Representative Jeffrey said, Americans across the political spectrum recognize that now is the time for cannabis reform, and the federal government should be ready to embrace and lead this change. The Federal Gun Control Act of 1968 prohibits any unlawful user of a controlled substance from purchasing or possessing firearms or ammunition. And since cannabis is still listed as a Schedule I controlled substance, the Department of Justice considers cannabis users to be unlawful and therefore unable to legally own firearms. The Justice Department has vigorously pursued prosecuting cannabis users with gun charges, even if those individuals are in compliance with the state legal cannabis law. But recently, several states have found themselves facing court cases over this issue, with varying outcomes from state to state. And the most recent verdict has been handed down in support of cannabis users' Second Amendment right to bear arms. This took place in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in Texas. There, a judge ultimately dismissed charges against an El Paso resident who was convicted of firearm charges while admitting to being a cannabis user. The Justice Department had asserted that the federal ban on firearms for unlawful individuals does apply to cannabis users, but the Bush-appointed judge disagreed. The judge further pointed out that President Biden's recent mass pardon for people who've committed federal marijuana possession offenses was reason enough for dismissal because, as the ruling stated, that conviction would be expunged by the blanket presidential pardon. The court ruling also disputed the Justice Department's position that cannabis users should be considered too dangerous to possess guns. The ruling wrote, Over 20 states have legalized the recreational use of marijuana, and millions of U.S. citizens regularly use the substance, adding that, therefore, it strains credulity to believe that taking part in such a widespread practice can render an individual so dangerous or untrustworthy that they must be stripped of their Second Amendment rights. Besides this and similar rulings in other states, like Oklahoma, there have also been proposed bills to safeguard medical marijuana users' Second Amendment rights before having to reach the courts. Some states that have such bills in process include Arkansas and Maryland, as well as some federal efforts that are being made towards enacting similar nationwide laws. But on the opposite side, however, one high court in Florida did rule against cannabis users having gun rights, saying that despite Florida having state legal medical marijuana, those individuals are still, quote, unlawful, and therefore it's a crime for them to possess firearms. That case, though, is being appealed. Hawaii's new attorney general, Democrat Ann Lopez, has announced that her office will no longer oppose cannabis legalization and instead will now actively work with lawmakers to advance reform in the state. Lopez said, I've changed our position from opposition to that train has left the station. She added, so let's find a way to help you. Let's give you these guardrails so that you can implement the law and the policy you want. 
During her confirmation hearing, Lopez said her department would not automatically oppose legalization bills, and she believes it's up to the legislator to make those decisions. Lopez also committed to leading an administrative task force to develop a complete regulatory and law enforcement legislative package to ensure the state can have legal recreational marijuana with as few problems as possible. Lopez plans to bring together the State Department of Health, the Department of Agriculture, and law enforcement agencies to come to an agreement on the proposed structure. Just last month, Hawaii State Senate passed an adult-use cannabis legalization bill, but it stalled in the House. Hawaiian legislators and advocates are now shifting their attention to 2024, with hopes that at that time they can pass recreational legalization in the state. On Saturday, the Colorado House of Representatives passed a bill that would remove language prohibiting the sale of cannabis online. This was already mostly redundant since delivery services were legalized in 2019 in Colorado. But the new law allows for online transactions, which can subsequently limit the amount of cash that a vendor is forced to deal with, and therefore limiting their vulnerability to robberies. The new law requires that retailers verify the name and age of customers during online purchases and provide digital versions of warnings or educational materials that would need to be acknowledged before completing a purchase. One of the bill's co-sponsors, Democratic Representative Saeed Sharbini, said, The goal here is to prevent a barrier for transactions to help businesses make sure that they can take these funds in so they're not all cash businesses as well. At this point, there are banks that are opening up to function with them, regulations are opening up across the country, and we need to be competitive as well. This is a step in that direction, and trying to make sure that we can facilitate better business. Another of the bill's co-sponsors, Democratic Representative William Lenstead, added, There's a public safety benefit and an efficiency for them to be allowed to do this. In a significant milestone moving Minnesota closer to potentially legalizing cannabis for adult use in the state, a bill's navigated committee reviews and finally advanced to the floor of the state's House of Representatives. The bill was introduced earlier this year, and it went through a thorough review process addressing a wide variety of subjects, including public health, public safety, taxation, regulation, and much more. In total, the bill successfully passed through 15 committees, which indicates growing support among Minnesota's lawmakers. However, not everyone was in favor of the bill, of course, and opponents have expressed concerns about potential negative impacts on public health and safety, such as the potential for increased impaired driving and other potential consequences. And as the bill heads to Minnesota's House floor, it's expected to face even further debate and scrutiny from other lawmakers. If it passes the House, it can then move on to the Senate for consideration, and if it passes there, it will be made into law, legalizing cannabis for adult use in Minnesota. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.